Bucks fans. We are back. It is Real Bucks Talk here on a Monday. The NFL draft took place over the weekend, and what a weekend it was. It was really special uh, to be live on Thursday for round one and then also live for rounds two and three with you guys. So we enjoyed it. I hope you guys did as well. Uh, content, um, everyone who got drafted as far as our content goes, 31 draft prospects that we did do, everyone's loving them, so we appreciate the support there. Uh, but Mark, uh, how are we doing tonight and ready for just the, the off season to continue, I guess. Yeah, it's it's always fun to talk some football, especially Bucks football. Uh, yeah, like, like we're watching all these guys go off the board and you're like, how are some of these guys falling? How are they falling that far? Some of them, it's just like, yeah, you can see character concerns or injury past injured history and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, it's cool to kind of see is how other people grade them, I guess, but it was fun nonetheless. I mean, and then, Buck fans want their guy during the draft, and when they don't get their guy, all hell breaks loose. Then they draft a quarterback, and it's not the quarterback they wanted. So, I mean, it's a whole bunch of fun stuff to talk about. And I guess, yeah, today let's just go over each pick one by one and give our analysis, not a grade per se, just more how we thought the draft pick was. Is it for now, for the future, and grade it, I guess, overall how it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's start with, you know, obviously round one, uh, the Buccaneers selected at 32 overall, Joe Tryon. Uh, so defensive and, you know, edge player out of Washington, as you see on the screen there. Uh, you know, I feel like it was a perfect fit. It made a lot of sense. We mocked, you know, picked him, you know, in our mock draft. So felt good about that. And um, yeah, I mean, he's a guy, again, didn't play last year in 2020 but showed a lot of upside in 2019 where he had over eight sacks, uh, made a lot of improvement from the previous year. And, you know, the Buccaneers like to, you know, get those guys from Washington. They have a background there, obviously with Vita Vea. And now you add a, a Joe Tryon. So got to be pleased with that pick. I, I think all Bucks fans are pretty happy about it. Yeah. And you look at some of the strengths and weaknesses strengths. It's all talking about how his athletic ability, long size, athleticism, Smooth the smooth burst of quarterback is no joke. I mean, look, for an edge rusher, those are pretty damn high praises. And the weaknesses are still learning. Progress might be stunted by 2020 season opt out. Well, guess what? He doesn't have to be an immediate starter. He can learn behind the likes of JPP and Shaq Barrett. What do you know? Guys that can teach him and have him slowly progress to what he needs to be eventually for us. He's aggressively take on opponents. Okay, again, something he can learn, needs to better understand positioning. You can learn it. Rarely disguises rush plan on sets of opponent. These can learn these things, especially from savvy veterans. So a lot of his weaknesses are just technique and just learning the position better. And from what our breakdown was, I mean, he can do just about anything you want, like athletically. And that's what they're seeing right there. It's more, he can learn something. It's just, he, he doesn't have a limitation with it, whether it be speed, size, length. He had all those boxes checked. I think that's what the Bucks saw. That's what Jason Light saw. And that's what just the train, the whole staff itself figured out. Like we can slowly raise this guy up to be what we want him to be, but who else would have been available? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. So I think either way, we were very happy with the pick. I don't know how other Buck fans were. So let's get a, I guess a consensus in the chat. How do y'all feel about the pick? But let's keep talking his stats too. So mm-hmm. yeah, you can skip 2020, but then again, as Sophomore year he played, 12 and a half tackles for loss, eight sacks. I mean, he looked good. He looked on the prime to break out and be even bigger in his junior year. But, yeah, 
again, COVID strikes and boom. But I guess yeah. I'll wait a little bit more on that. Yeah, I, I think that's the the big thing too, because like if this guy played in 2020, he might be a top 15 pick, you know, just based on his projection and, and where he was going to go. Um, obviously, he's trained his body, as we've all seen, like the Instagram photos. He's, you okay. know, ch- he's a chiseled dude. So, I mean, he's he's ready to, you know, continue to work hard and, and get better. Um, and we don't know, you know, where his pass rush uh, technique is right now because, again, he's been working on it. So it could be a lot better than what it was in 2019. So there, you know, I think that's a good gamble uh, to take. And, you know, based on, like you were talking about, the height, weight, speed, you know, just measurables and like you can't teach that stuff. So to have that athleticism already there, now you have a guy you can groom and really hone in his skills and, and it can be much beneficial to the Buccaneers pass rush. And you have a guy now that, you know, if JPP or Shaq need a rest, you feel confident putting a guy like Tryon in there with Anthony Nelson and you have a much better pass rush. Yeah. So you're saying, Oh yeah, he's been working out. There's the big boy himself. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. put on some weight. He's put on some size. Uh, yeah, I guess that's for the ladies, I guess. But either way, <laughs> dude's pretty jacked. Uh, and bring that build with learning under veterans. We got something on our hands. But let's look in the in the chat. Uh, we got Bud Campbell said home run on Tryon. Absolutely. Chambi, good point. He can drop back and play coverage like JPP. That's why we they got him. Again, we showed that in the – Film study. He's multiple. He can play on the edge. He can set the edge. He can speed rush. He can move inside, and he can also drop back and cover when when need be. Mm-hmm. So he can do just about anything. Uh, and Raymond said probably was the biggest need after free agency. You think that's true? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's you know you definitely want to add you know to your front four, your your front seven in general. I mean, it's already a strength, but if you can make it better, you know why not? Absolutely, and then it's. Um, to me, I think it's more a pick for now because you can start rotating them in and out. We kind of discussed this during the draft. And also a pick for the future because, yeah, JPP's knees, yeah, this may help his knees out and longevity because he doesn't have to play as much. But it's also when those knees do truly go out, there he is, step in. A guy that's almost the same height, weight, speed, athletic ability, and then he can learn for a year. And that's kind of similar to what the second-round pick was. But but we'll, we'll touch a little bit more on trying first. Uh, uh, Trill G Boy 2. I like that to the breakdowns you guys did on him. Yeah. yeah I mean, we kind of showed a lot on that. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Oh, here we go. Between the pylon says, not a Bucks fan, but your film studies were great. Keep up the good work. Also, love the upside of Tryon, and he is a great place to develop. Yeah. Fully, thank you very much for that. I mean, yeah, we've gotten a huge influx of new guys, new, new fans, and new just followers. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for the, the follows. I mean, Glad you you like what we're putting out there. We're actually showing some good stuff. It gives us a little, actually gives us a thumbs up. Give us a thumb up on this video, please. If you, if you don't mind, you know, please. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Much appreciated. And absolutely. Yeah. We're going to continue to push out more video content. We got, we're working on the draft class as, as we speak right now. And so we're getting that prepared. We're going to have hopefully, you know, more draft videos coming out later this week. So it's uh it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, there's just there's this dude. Oh wait, wait, this dude. <laughs> yeah, I see, you. I see you. Uh but uh but Campos again, yeah. Try do a try on versatility is a check. So you can play anywhere in the field. I think literally he wouldn't have been there if he played 2020 hmm. at all. At the 32, I don't think he would have been there at all. Uh but so 
overall, I think everyone's happy with that pick. We're ecstatic. Live, we show that ecstatic. Right. Then I wasn't with you on this second round pick. I had family obligations and I came in a little late. And supposedly, the the initial reaction was what, Pless? What was your initial reaction with this second would, round pick? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Kyle Trask as as the second round pick at, at 64. I was just, I was a little taken by surprise by it. I didn't expect him to go quarterback. Uh, so I was just, I guess, not as excited at first. Um, you know, I thought they would have went in a different direction, but when you really sit down and you think about it and you think of the log, you know, the logical, you know, process behind it, it, it makes a lot of sense, especially when you look at next year's quarterback class and you look at some of, you know, what is coming down the line. I mean, if you can get a guy now, especially with a loaded roster, it's probably why they haven't signed back Blaine Gabbert, even though it, it leans towards they're probably going to sign him back. But, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense. You have a guy in place that you can develop and, and, and see where it takes you. And so, so actually, before I touch on this, great points, but good point right here. Abel Garza said, I really love the trial pick because Bucks move JPP inside in a two eye or three eye alignment. Right. Uh, and have try on the edge while having Vita and Shaq as well. It's again, very multiple versatility, like what Campbell was saying, and the ability to keep all these massive pass rushers in at the same time, incredible. And imagine still, like, Devin White Levante still can rush from the edge. Imagine Joe Tryon is an inside rusher, too. It's crazy the, the, how multiple they can be on defense. So a good point, too. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. So jumping back to Trask, I, I came on literally, what, like, probably – 15 minutes. I was thinking, yeah, I want to say it was about 10 minutes after the right. selection um, because we just got into to round three. So, and yeah. I, I, I think it's funny that I, I said Brad Johnson and they have that as <laughs> yeah, right? you know, for Kyle Trask and, and, and then Bruce Arian says it himself. So, yeah. you know, obviously we want Kyle to, you know, have a, a higher upside, you know, than Brad, but Brad had some good years, you know, obviously I think that the potential for Kyle is maybe like a Matt Ryan. That would be ideal. If if yeah. you could live up to like a Matt Ryan, I think you're you're in a great spot. All right. So this is my early things. Yeah, because obviously the biggest thing is he can't run. Everyone's so set on having the mobile quarterback. This is the today's day running back or not quarterback. Quarterback. You got to be able to run. It's a benefit to run. Yeah, it's a strong benefit to run, but do you need to do it? No. They're saying that like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, those guys are the dying breed. I mean, they're not going to be like that anymore. I highly doubt that. I mean, because really the position of the quarterback is you're distributing the ball. You're like a a point guard. You're just getting rid of the ball so playmakers can make plays. That's what you're supposed to do. The quarterback itself should not be the playmaker of, of doing everything. That's like, to me, Michael Vick. You shouldn't be all one person making the whole team. That's what Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl. It didn't happen. <laughs> you got to be able to distribute the ball. And I think if, I mean, he still has a long way to go. Like Trask, he's in a good situation again, just like Tryon, where he can learn behind the greatest ever play. Okay. And don't, don't get me wrong. Or don't act like Tom Brady is shocked by this at all. He's probably mm-hmm. like, okay, good. Sit the bench, buddy. Like I'm, I'm still here. Still have no chance of playing. And I think both of the whole organization knows that. So the people that thought, oh, Brady's going to get a sour thumbnail or bad taste in his mouth. No. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. He, know, he knows his team is infatuated with him. Got him to a Super Bowl the first year. He's he's on cloud nine right now. 
Nothing's going to bring that dude down. So Trask to me, learn. Yeah, I'm already watching the tape on him. That film study will be out soon, hopefully. He doesn't have the greatest arm strength. I agree with a lot of people on that. You you were the biggest one to say that when we talked to Max Brown. There's there's out routes that Buck fans love so much. He he can't throw that that well. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, comebacks, a deep comeback, it's not going to get there with some zip. I mean, some guys that will be able to come back and swat that thing down. The middle of the field, I'm confident with touch passes, deep fades, things where he has to place it accurately. Great, mm-hmm. like jump balls. That's I was kind of texting you earlier today. Right. Like, if he can do jump balls, like remember the Duncan ears, like they used to talk about. Yeah. That could be us, seriously. With with Trask, I mean, his ability to spot balls or with, with the defender not looking, perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's just again, how do you use him? How do you force him to right. do something he can't do? But I think this system is perfect for him. And then, oh no, I'll let you touch on it. But all the coaches we have, and they're endorsing him. Mm-hmm. A lot of of yeah. veterans that know what the quarterback position is supposed to look like, and they validated for him. That's pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, and looking back at last last uh, season, you know, this offense when it really took off, they really started attacking the middle of the field, and, and I feel like you know that's where Trash strengths are. You know, his ability to not only process quickly, you know, obviously it can be processed faster, and that's something he can learn. But his ability to, like you said, pass with touch and, and anticipation, throwing to space. You know, we talked about that with Tom Brady, you know, and not saying Trask can be Tom, but just his ability to, to throw to areas where defenders aren't uh, is really important. And then also leading your receivers to, to allow them to make plays. Uh, you see that a lot with uh, Kyle Trask on tape and and his pocket, you know, inside the pocket awareness. I think that is something that can be improved. Uh, but at times he shows a really good pocket awareness and ability just to make subtle movements where he doesn't have to move too much, but it allows him the opportunity to get rid of the football. So I think those are some good things. Um, you know, obviously mechanic, mechanic wise, there's, you know, he's got to do some tightening up because like you said, at times he throws a little bit too much with his legs, mm-hmm. um, you know, and really needs to get that more balance where it's more hip movement and being more you know fluid with his uh, arm action. I mean, it's not even that bad. It's something that can get cleaned up. Like some, right. I was watching some videos where like, oh, his throwing mechanics is so terrible. I, I there's no way he's going to make it. Like, I'm like, it's too complete. Like, let's look at the stats, let alone. His, mm-hmm. his mechanics are so terrible that he completed 70% of his passes almost in two years. Right. I mean, that's pretty dang good. If your mechanics is terrible, how the hell are you doing this? And then I do love the transition from, okay, he's pretty good here. A 25 to seven isn't the best. And then you just fly up and get mm-hmm. 4,200 yards, 43 touchdowns, eight receptions. That's huge jump in production. Right. Well, but, that junior, that junior year, he really didn't understand the offense completely. Yeah. And then, you know, going into the senior year, he knew where to be with the football at all times. And, you know, he just, he took off from there. So the processing was better. It was much quicker. He, he understand where to go with the football at all times, knew how to make adjustments and reads and audibles, you know, so that improved his play quite often. He was just more consistent player. Um, even though like the team around him wasn't as consistent as he was, if, if they were, then probably ch- talking about a championship quarterback, maybe. So um, well, their, their defense was piss poor. First it, was, it was bad. And then JL Moore, good point. Florida's O-line was not great. It wasn't. Forsyth was good at pass blocking, but like literally there were times where it's like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Like there's just freelance, just everyone come in. Right. Um, where's some more comments on here? 
You just have to move a little bit. Yeah, so in the pocket, he's good. He can withstand a huge hit and still deliver a perfect ball. It's mm-hmm. something I've seen over and over again. I watched the Georgia game and started some of the Texas A&M game. He takes hits. Oh, I mean, yeah. he'll stand in there, get his face pushed in. Very tough. He's also, also play with, you know, knee injuries and, like, just so. He's he's very uh, a tough dude for sure. So, yeah, so Trask is a big-body big body guy who can move. He's precise downfield. He can learn from some from incredible co- coaches and Brady. Yeah, so it's a lot of stuff we've been kind of touching on, and then this is funny. This is something we talked about in the live stream. Dude, he's the anti-Winston. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we went on a whole tangent about Florida, Florida State fans and how there were – Going to be some who love him, some who hate him, and that's just going to come with it with mm. the drafting quarterback in this state and those big time schools. Right. Uh, but let's keep touching on trash. So, also, like I mentioned, kind of the coaches with him, the pocket in the pocket. I love it. But here's here's something also. I think Mon was a better developmental option, but it's a no risk move. Y'all are Super Bowl champs. You can afford to spend a second on that pick that may never start. And upside is obviously great. So, I mean, with Trask, I'm I'm just wondering, I don't know what the, the big downer was about it. Because mm-hmm. I mean, this is my thing with him. It is a future move, yes. People are, think, oh, but this isn't in our window. We need more. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you going to spend it on the quarterback? We need to win now. You just brought back a whole team that won the Super Bowl. So I'm wondering what other rookie – I mean, the <laughs> – the Antoine Winfield Juniors don't grow on trees. That just doesn't happen every year. The guy like that falls to you. Right. Especially at the, the last pick in the second round. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of hard to, to get a guy like that again. I, I thought it was a perfect timing-wise to pick a quarterback. And then people were like, what about 2022? Let's bring that up. Mm. 2022, Sam Howell, the North Carolina quarterback, is number one rated guy, supposedly right now. Mm-hmm. This all can change. I honestly think it's this Cadon Clovis guy. Yeah. His story mechanics is terrible. Yeah. Or Slovis. Yeah. I think it's terrible, but mm-hmm. he's probably one of the better picks. So I'm waiting for everyone to say, oh, his story mechanics is terrible. He's going to be a terrible quarterback. <laughs> Other than that, Sam Howell is not that great. He's okay. Yes. He can move around. He can run. Same thing with Spencer Rattler. The JT Daniels guy, I saw a little bit of him in the Georgia game, but I haven't seen much on him. So. At first glance, you don't see the Trevor Lawrence. You don't see Justin Fields, mm-hmm. the big-name quarterbacks in this class. That's to me. I mean, Brock Purdy can put up numbers, but a small two. So, I don't know. I, so, if you think there's a guy in here that you would be mad that we don't have a chance on because we took Trask, I'd like to know which one it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, Before we keep going on, let's go to our faces over here and actually thank you, Mr. Jack Trudel. $10. Hey, guys. Trask has unlimited potential. I don't understand what others are basing their criticisms on. Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to state the case over here, Jack. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't know about unlimited potential. I mean, right. <laughs> I mean he's got a high, he has got a lot of potential. His growing mm-hmm. motion can improve. He's got enough to deliver the ball on anywhere he wants accuracy all over the field. But yeah, I guess unlimited potential would be if he's Mike Vick and you just need to <laughs> learn how to use it. But, yeah. I mean, well, I, I, I you. Yeah, I think, and thank you, Jack, for for the uh, super chat. We appreciate it. Um, you know, with with Trask, it, it really comes down to okay. You look at his floor; he he's probably a high level backup. So that's probably the minimum you have with him right now. He could be a very 
good backup for you. And, and that's a, that's an important thing. You got to have a good backup quarterback in this league. So that's probably like his, his floor that he'll be um, now, as far as his ceiling, you know, ideally you want to, I talked about it, you know, potentially a Matt Ryan, um, someone, someone on that level, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but again, he's got a lot of tools to work with, you know, obviously the limited arm strength that comes into play. Uh, but he can offset that with accuracy and touch. And you look at it, a lot of quarterbacks in this league, you look at, I'm going to mention some good names here. You look at Philip Rivers, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees. So all those guys, they didn't have great arms, but they won with, you know, smarts and, you know, anticipation, touch. And, and I feel like that's something Kyle Trask has. I mean, people forget Kyle, he graduated all like two years early before his senior year. So the dude's very smart, very intelligent. Um, so, I mean, hopefully that plays a part and he's obviously a hard worker. I mean, he's been, I mean, you look at his story, he's been a backup in high school, didn't play as, didn't have one start in high school. And then he, he goes to this camp and he, (laughs) he he goes to this camp and he just starts throwing and he gets spotted by a, a Florida Gator recruit. They ended up giving him a scholarship. Then he goes to Florida, unfortunately, you know, suffers some injuries, uh, and then he's, you know, behind Felipe Franks, Franks gets hurt, you know, that junior year, he takes over and the rest is history. Um, you know, and he almost won the Heisman last year. So it just shows his press you know, perseverance and like his determination is really good. So, and he's in an ideal s- situation with the bucks, you know, again, there's no really pressure on him right now. Um, so that's the beauty of it. I think that comp of Matt Ryan's really good. I didn't really think about that too. He's got that same touch on his throws where it's not a laser. It's more, it's getting over the top and it's going to come down to you. Yeah. And Matt Ryan doesn't have a rocket arm either. Oh yeah. Top five pick. Right. It's more a catchable ball. Mm -hmm. Unlike Winston Favre, these guys were, they laser it at you and it's going to hit you. You're not, it's not going to catch you. It's going to hit you. So, I mean, I I like the pick just based on looking ahead for the future. Mm -hmm. Thinking what's going to be the next step the stage of your, your franchise state right now, like you didn't really need much else. If there was a guy viable option, you could have taken him. Mm-hmm. I didn't think there really was one. And Trask was highest on their board as a quarterback option. Yeah. And like they were saying, all those coaches endorsed it. Then hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Moore, it, give me that. <laughs> yeah. And then after Trask was taken, you see all the quarterbacks get selected yeah. after him. So obviously, you know, there was going to be a run, you know, there. So they had to take it at 64 can't trade back and you know and they weren't going to trade up for him but so let's keep going on actually you know what this is a good transition time so we talked a lot about trash we'll touch on it a little bit more but let's jump over to our actual our sponsor symbol i know you guys have heard us talk about them a couple a couple weeks now i mean check them out if you haven't i mean the the link is in the description below but symbol what is it it's stock market for sports i told y'all i've been in this a little bit while now i mean it's it's fun. It's cool to kind of see your team and look what that happened during after the draft. I mean, your team will move up and down based off of moves that happen, whether it is good or bad. You lose to a crappy team, you probably come down. You, if you win a big game, you you move up. It's it's literally just as simple as that. So what happens? You find your favorite team, a la the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you're a Colts fan, Colts fan, Bengals, whatever you are, get your favorite team, earn win payouts. How's that happen? If you guys win a game. Which the Bucks hopefully go seventeen and zero this this year. We get fifty cents per share of that team. I think the Bucks right now are around forty five dollars. 
per share. And they're going to eventually do fractional shares, which is going to be extremely cool. The CEO of this company, awesome. Trade teams like stocks, buy low, sell high, sell overrated teams to the market and find hidden gems. The market undervalues. It's really cool. 365, 24-7. They just keep upgrading and updating everything. I like it. If you want to learn more about them, hit that play button. But again, support the channel. <clears throat> hit the link down below. You get a $10, I guess, free for signing up. Mm-hmm. Check it out. It's cool. It's fun. And it gets even more entertaining as we, we start going towards the season. Yeah, like Mark said, the link's in the description. I, I put it in the chat. You know, you can use our promo code RealBucksTalk. You get $10 right away when you sign up. So it's uh, it's a cool thing to do, and it, it's just something fun to, to follow along. It's kind of like a, a fantasy, but with, you know, a stock option. So it, it's uh, it brings a lot of fun to, you know, just while you're watching the season go, and you can watch how your teams improve their stocks, you know, and especially – you know, teams over the weekend, they just had a draft. So I'm sure stocks have gone up or, you know, maybe fallen, you know, depending on who they draft and, you know, what's, what's the impact going to be. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's just cool regardless, but okay, let's keep going. A couple more questions people had on, on Trask. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elmore said was he made by Pitts and Tony and his supporting cast. <clears throat> Talk about that. Like literally a couple comments down below after that. Where is it? Oh, it was just someone saying like, "Oh, or did they?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's by him. Yeah, that's by Bud Cannabis, I believe. Or, was, or yeah. yeah, or were they made by him? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to me, Pitts. There's a reason why he was the first player that was not a quarterback taken off the board. He's an animal. I mean, watching some of the, the catches he had, it was. A, let me just throw it that way, and he's going to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a freak of nature. He's just a man himself, Tony. It could have been. I mean, he did have some separation times where Tony just made it look disgusting or he just made plays on his own. But, I mean, mm-hmm. don't, don't think that Trask isn't that good. It's not like he had the Alabama roster for that right. or what Joe Burrow had last year. So, but Joe Burrow's a really damn good quarterback. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't lie about that. Yeah. I mean, with that question, I would say, like, the, the scheme – the scheme was uh, really good for for Kyle Trask. Obviously, Dan Mullen has developed quarterbacks like you know Dak Prescott. Um, so, you, when you look at Kyle, I think that the scheme helped him as far as you know designing plays where it's it got guys open, um, so it made decisions easier. But you know, when you look at that offensive line, it, it had its struggles, and so Kyle had to do a lot of things where moving in the pocket or just making a really quick throw. You know, didn't have much of a running game either. Uh, so they utilize, you know, different various options, whether it be Trayvon Grimes and, you know, a couple of their other receivers. But yeah, Kyle Pitts is a beast. That definitely helps. And you look at our roster, you know, with Mike Evans, kind of similar thing. Mike Evans can take over games and he can do things that, you know, Kyle Pitts does as far as winning those 50-50 balls. And, you know, same thing with Chris Godwin. So kind of coming into it. What were you saying? OJ Howard. OJ Howard. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's coming into a very good situation where it's a much better offensive line. He's coming around better talent, um, but you're also facing better talent on the other side. So there's going to be adjustment, and it'll be fun to watch him in preseason and and see what happens. Are we going? Yeah, those games now they're meaningful to me. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brady, don't even take one snap. I don't need to see you there. I want to see you when it counts. Right, that's but breaking I, news as well. We are season yeah. ticket holders for this year, so we're very excited about that. And uh, you know, hopefully, we can do some tailgating and you know, see you guys out there and, you know, meet some of you. So it'll be really, really fun. And this is a prideful thing for me to say. We did that 
based off of you guys, off of you guys watching our content. Literally, Real Bucks Talk bought us those season tickets. That's something that we've always been thinking about. Like, how can we find a way to get tickets easier, right? And be able to get to the game, give more content. And I mean, this is going to open up, I guess, the, the doors for even more different types of content, like maybe live streams there or just in-game re- recordings of fans or just joking around, just like vlogs almost. So it's it's kind of cool to kind of see how this is opening up more things for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on from Trask, these last couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, do we get away from Gabbert and potentially lose Mr. August Griffin? Or, I mean, you heard BA saying he wanted to sign back Gabbert. Yeah, I think they're going to re- Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to re-sign uh, Blaine Gabbert. And then I think, you know, Ryan Griffin's going to be your odd man out. I don't know if they can add Ryan Griffin to the practice squad. I don't know if you accept that, but that could be an option where, you know, like last year they had, you know, veterans on the practice squad. But I don't know if that's changed because of the COVID situation, maybe lightening, you know, lightening it up. I don't know. So, um, you know, that could be. But I think it'll be Gabbard as your backup and then Kyle Trask, you know, behind you know, Brady and company. Yeah. I, I see the same thing. I think it was all opportunistic stuff. Like we'll see what happens in the draft. Mm. All the cards fall. And now that that happened, oops. Yeah. But I mean, they said it, once you find someone better, we're going to take that guy and run with him. I mean, that's how mm. it's got to be. This is a comp- competition every, every year. So you get la- lackadaisical or just not enough. Mm. Sorry. The years keep going. Father time always wins. Let's move on to the the next one, uh, who was our third round pick, Robert Hainsey. Mm-hmm. Yep. Check him out. Plus, has already done a lot of research on Robert. So, Robert Hainsey. Plus, what does he do well? What do you see with him? Yeah, Hainsey. You know, obviously, he played you know right tackle um, for Notre Dame, but I feel like you know the Bucks are going to move him inside and uh, you know be a center slash guard type where really fits his strengths, not the longest uh, arms, but he's got some punch to him. I think he's powerful when he gets his hands on you. So there's a lot of good things, not, not over athletic, but he's mobile enough where he can get, you know, on, you know, be pulled as far as a guard or center and, and, and do things like that. So um, maybe in a pinch, he could play tackle, but I don't think that's where they're going to train him. You know, obviously they, they're going to work with him as far as his strength and his body. So I think that's where his most development is going to come. Um, you know, add some more mass to him and, and he could be, I think a very capable guard, kind of like Alex Kappa and that kind of development that he took. A similar kind of body too. Cause I always look at Kappa. He's got those long skinny legs. This is like kind of something they're saying in here right. is long skinnier legs, like top heavy lean legs, low average athlete. I mean, you were a three-year starter at right tackle for Notre Dame. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Two-year captain. Not bad at all. Those are, Pretty, yeah, two year cap, three year starter. Pretty high qualities for an offensive lineman. Yeah, I don't like those arms either. I mean, 32 and one eighth, that's barely anything there at 6'4, too. So, yeah, I think moving sides was definitely where it needs to be. But this could be like that swing tackle you mentioned. I mean, he, he's yeah. played right tackle for three years. Right. Pretty sure it's going to be pretty good for him. Yeah, Mark Douglas says it best. I mean, played guard in high school, tackle in college, versatile, can move and pull down the line. Yeah, I see that. Probably needs to get up to about 305, 315. So, yeah, I, I, I see that as well. And Mark Douglas, thank you again for joining us here tonight. It was good seeing you in the uh, the live streams, uh, you know, during the draft. Yeah, I mean, we gained a lot of people during this like little 
I guess run during the, the draft. And it's been fun. Like so like that second day, it was just a bunch of jokes, like funny questions and yeah. just going over it was a fun live stream. But it wasn't just all business as usual. It was mm-hmm. fun to have like jokes around, seeing guys get picked and going over other rosters. Like cause it, some other teams had some really damn good drafts. I'll I'll be honest about that. I love the Lions draft. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the Panther Packers, the Panthers got so good too. They did. Uh, Jeff Goodrich, welcome to the, to the chat. Sorry I'm late. Thanks for the content, guys. Of course. Yeah, oh, Jeff, I hope yeah. you saw Braden. You always ask about Braden, little boy. He was on the first day live stream. <laughs> he was there. He was live and well during that one. He wasn't loud at all, actually. He was kind of quiet. He, he starstruck. But uh, let's keep it so from what I've seen from him, you've shown me some clips. Mm-hmm. He's very mobile. Uh, he, he gets after it in the run. Can it's more, I think the move inside is going to help him a lot. When we pull guards, I think he's going to be beneficial to that. It's pass blocking is where I'm questioning him. Mm-hmm. With protecting Brady, I don't think he's ever going to start immediately. I think it's just more growing, growing up, growing pains. But let's see. I mean, I, I don't think any fat guy that Jason Lights drafted has, as for an offensive lineman, has been a dud just yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Caleb Beninock, did he draft Beninock? Yeah. Damn it, never mind. <laughs> Beninock was was he a third rounder? He was fifth round. Good thing. Yeah. I mean, all the top picks that he's taken offensive line have have pretty much worked out. I mean, you look at Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, both second round picks, and then you look at Alex Kappa, he traded up for him in the third round. So, you know, those guys have worked out pretty well. Um, and then obviously Tristan Wirfs, of course, first round pick. So when you look at Hainsey, though, I agree with you. I think inside is going to help him not only in pass protection, but yeah, run blocking, I think, is his strength. When he gets his hands on you, he's pretty good. Like, he'll lock you up. Sometimes that, you know, he'll get pushed back. So the balance there needs to improve. And, and that comes with strength and just his overall body needs to, uh, you know, be worked on, which I think he'll he'll do that just fine. And then, so, you know moving inside will definitely help him with the, with the pass protection. Cause he'll get beat just because of pure speed around yeah. the edge, or he'll get beat inside because he's trying to, you know, make up for it. The lack of length. Right. Oh, what you hear a lot about him is just, he's a technician. He's really savvy as a player. I mean, he's got a great jump. set. Hate. I'll say that. Yeah. He's got a good jump set. I mean, he gets out in his set very quickly, so that's good. Um, so yeah, I mean, just a just a guy that you know going to need some development, but again, you're on a roster where you can be that eighth, you know, ninth offense alignment and and really work and should be uh, exciting for him probably next year more so where his uh, his time's going to come. Well, let's see. Let me see if he makes a roster. He could be a, a practice squad guy because mm-hmm. there's some competition in there. I mean, you're talking Kappa and Cindy already going to be fighting, battling themselves. Right, Josh and Wells. Josh Well, I mean, like this. That's what, again, it's kind of hard to validate a guy getting picks. I, th- I thought they were going to trade a lot more picks because of this. How, mm. Where are they going to find a starter or a way to make the team? You're going to find a way, whether it be on special teams. I don't know if he's going to be on special teams there. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I mean, it's a, Jack Trudel doesn't even think he's going to make it. <laughs> team's, <laughs> out of, team's out of shape. There's some retreating for agents still available, according to others. Mm. And I, I, You can't tell right now. I mean, I'm. I, we're going to break down the tape even more. I'll check them out, see if there is – viable option of him actually making it, but we'll see. Mm. The versatility is a big thing. And yeah, JL Moore kind of touched on that. Position flexibility is huge, especially yeah. with making the roster. 
And then Danny, what's up? I haven't seen you in the chat for a little bit. What's up, boy? Would you grade it? Stay to the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. Yeah, even yeah, Jeff, what's up? What's popping, Danny? Uh, Danny's always animated around here, so it's always good to see. Yeah. Uh, so let's go to the next uh, pick that the Bucks traded up for. Bless and very controversial. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people hated it. Some really liked it. But what are your opinions of uh, Jalen Darden? Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a good fit. You know, he's a good fit for what the Bucks like. I mean, they love speed. Again, this guy, he's probably more quick than fast, but he's just a shifty dude. He's a playmaker. I feel like, you know, he can be, you know, someone they can utilize, you know, obviously special teams is going to be his way of making that team. Uh, so you can put him out there as returner, uh, but then he can also come in on offense and, and give you something different, um, whether it's, you know, running sweeps like on jets or, you know, just quick passes in the screen game or, you know, utilizing his speed to go downfield. So I, I, I like the pick and, you know, I think it was well-respected around the league as far as what I saw. And so, I mean, look at the jump at last year, too. Mm-hmm. Average, average, kablam, and less games, too. Nine games, 1,190 yards, 19 touchdowns in nine games. Incredible, like that production. And then you say, yeah, he's going to start probably with special teams. Mm-hmm. A lot of people saying it here, return specialist, returner for sure. Hard worker, little man, got hand. Yeah, as hell. I agree with all these things, and I want this to happen. Mm-hmm. You go down. Let's see where his returns, punt and kick returns. He didn't have many. Yeah, didn't have much experience. And five, sixteen last year, only four. Mm-hmm. His average eleven and twelve. That that's not the greatest. One touchdown here, mm-hmm. this freshman season. So his ability looks like it should translate over to punt, punt and kick returner. I truly hope it does because that that warrants his draft position. And I'm not kidding. Bud Campbell is right. Shifty as hell. Mm-hmm. His um, three cone was insane. Like elite level, like yeah. the tops of the top. So his short area quickness, nasty. I, I looked up his, I was doing his film study recently. Literally, if you catch it in a short space and you're not already closing down in on him, if you're hesitating for a minute, he's, he's you're gone for a second gone. Yeah. You can't touch him. It's crazy how much bounce this guy does have in his legs. And it's something where I think people were like, Oh, this doesn't fit what the bucks do. They like big receivers. Look at our slot. It's Chris Godwin. He's huge. That's what they do. But then you look at all the Arizona receivers that were smaller, JJ Nelson, John Brown, um, who are the other kind of guys that are not popping in my head or the Pittsburgh receivers that were small. Yeah. Manuel Sanders, Manuel Sanders, um, Antonio Brown for that matter. Yeah. That are smaller shiftier type of dudes that BA is like, yeah, I endorse that. Hell yeah. Scotty Miller. And then people are like, oh, but Scotty's a whole other animal. He's two inches taller. <laughs> Kidney? Yeah. Five eight to five ten. Like I mean, Scotty doesn't have the make you miss that this guy does. He brings a whole other and someone said poor Jeff Goodrich said poor man's Tyreek. I think poor man's uh Kadarius Tony too. Mm-hmm. So it's but his drive, if you listen to some of these guys talk, they're lit up and ready to go. And this guy is one of them. And the production he put in, very small school. I know he's taking, he's going to see a huge influx of speed in the competition he's facing. Mm-hmm. But the drive he has, the just the difference he's going to be in this wide receiver room, I think is special. 
Where does he fit? It has to be special teams. Right. It has to be a returner because there's no way he's going to see the field at all, I think, unless it's some special gadget play. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what do you think him making the field? Yeah, as far as offense, again, I agree. I think it'll be just certain situations if they want to get the ball in his hands. Um, again, this guy was a former quarterback, so you know maybe they have him throw the throw the football. Um, but yeah, he's a really good route runner, great hands, shifty. He reminds me of the guy that they wanted two years ago in Deontay Johnson. Um, yeah. That's on Pittsburgh now. You know that guy's shifty as well. Um, so obviously they wanted to add this dynamic to their offense where. You know, you get the guy the ball, and he can make things happen. It could be one yard catch, and he's gone. Uh, so, you know, those are things. Just making your offense more dynamic, even though this offense doesn't need that, they're going to be you know ridiculous because with another year of just being together. But yeah, it's a fun pick. I really liked it. I thought it was a smart move to go up and get him. And yeah, I'm not I'm not mad about it at all. I think it's a great great selection. Let's take it. So Deontay Johnson that we're talking about, he's 5'10", 183. Again, two inches and what, like maybe nine pounds heavier. Right. Is that really that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things? I, I just, two inches. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just, the, to me, it's the making miss, the ability to get vertical. What are you doing at the top of your stem? And he is a smart receiver. Like once he gets over the top of you, he'll stack you. Right. And he's not just a speed gadget shifty dude. He's, understanding the game and how to benefit even more from leveraging and understanding where to be to position his body, even though it's only five, eight, everyone's going to knock that left and right. How does no one knock, um, Devonte Smith then 170 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. Top Should have been a round pick that small trash. <laughs> Sometimes two inches, <laughs> two inches goes a long way. <laughs> Uh, if you're only starting at two now, <laughs> well, I mean, it's still, I, I think this dude, I can understand the hostility some people would have, but I think a lot of it's more the emotional stuff of, I wanted this guy. You didn't draft him. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah. I, I like the pick. Let's see what happens again. Mm-hmm. You're going to need it to be a, a return specialist. 100% need that. Yeah. And the beauty of it, you know, guys are saying in the chat, a lot of these guys don't have to play this season. So, you know, that makes it great because it's truly a development, pretty much development year for a lot of these guys. And so really even has been here. He's in here a little late, but he said how long do we throw the season pass? Hopefully not for a, a couple to a few years, put it that way. Yeah, okay. not, not this year. Yeah, at all. Better not. Uh, do you guys think Tron can get snaps? Absolutely. He better be in a rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep going down. So smart job, but let's see. Best case, we don't want these guys to play much here. Yeah, like what Plus was saying, it's true. Mm-hmm. If anything, rotational, find ways to get them involved with just hell. If we're blowing someone out, throw them in. Yeah, I mean, it's- if we're up, you know, thirty to forty points on somebody, yeah, you put Trask in there and give them some regular season snaps. Yeah, no doubt. It's. Are we going to count on these guys? No. Yeah. Look at the roster that is presented in front of you. It's the same roster that won the Super Bowl. There's no re- clearing holes. Mm-hmm. And then Stinney and Kappa, that right guard position, has got a competition now. That used to be an area, a glaring hole in our offensive line. And now it's almost two strong candidates. I mean, Kappa, Kappa showed big time his improvement. Sydney showed up in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's the biggest stage to do it, and he did it. Um, strongest receiver in the draft. <laughs> 
but I like the pick. I think it's special type of talent that he has that we don't have in this team yet. And I think if anyone makes the biggest impact on offense this year, it could be him or special teams this year. It's him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something where these next few picks you're going to think about where, uh, what's his name? Ira Kaufman always talked on the, uh, the pre pregame questions to be a like, Oh, your special teams didn't do well against the saints that gave their coach. What are you going to do then? I, I think this is all these picks are bonafide. Let's improve our special team. So mm-hmm. that said, let's go over to our next guy. KJ. Yeah. yeah. KJ Britt again, special teams, dude. Uh, he's going to come in. He'll add some depth to our linebacking core downhill kind of player thumper. He likes to hit so he can, he can run and hit which is basically special teams. Um, so again, he'll have a, he'll have a battle um, going up against some of the other linebackers, obviously, um, you know, the other linebacker that we drafted, that'll be his main competition. So again, a good player. I thought he had a really good 2019. Um, he can get down and really, you know, do good in the run game as far as run defense. And, you know, his area of weakness is really in coverage kind of gets lost there. But sideline to sideline and downhill kind of guy, he can definitely do things there. Yeah. So when I was watching him, I saw some of the uh, the Oregon tape from last year when uh was the, the big defensive tackle that's on Panthers now. Oh, um, like uh, Brown. Yeah, Shel- not Shelton Brown. Uh, Shelton Brown from the big days. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Br- name is Brown. Yeah. He ran over someone, and then KJ Britt's right there just to annihilate the running back after it. Extremely downhill type of guy, which you heard with Jason Light. He's alpha. He was the de- he was the dude down there in, in Auburn. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I can see downhill. I can truly see that. And then you look at the numbers. You mentioned this pre pre uh, live stream. He only played in two games, and he had 23 tackles. So he had over 10 tackles a game, mm-hmm. tackle for loss. I mean, so pretty high production considering he got hurt right after that. I mean, what could that season have been? Could it be an, a guy that has potential written all over him? Or is he just, yeah, like you said, special teams candidate, downhill, thumper, only the two-down linebacker because he's not going to be able to cover in, in space, right? Hmm. But I think a lot of it's just, yeah, helping our special teams because it did need to improve, especially coverage-wise. Yeah. And I'm hoping Darden really is that returner. But again, a lot of people saying here, special team tackler. I agree. Mark Douglas. Um, let's see. Oh, those are going down the line. But yeah, I mean, other than that, an SEC linebacker. I think uh, Jason Light has good production with L linebackers from the SEC. Mm-hmm. A long line of really good picks of that. Quan Alexander. Uh, it, oh, he's starting back with Kevin Minter. Quan Alexander, Devin White, obviously. Um, am I forgetting? Uh, got hurt his leg. Yeah, yeah. Beckwith. Yeah, Kendall Beckwith. Jack Sitchy, for that matter. I mean, that's not SEC, but still, like, mm-hmm. a whole lot of good linebackers he's drafted. So if it's a linebacker, Jason Light drafts him, I think it's – he's got a good potential of getting better for that one. Right. And well, that was I, with Beckwith, too. He was terrible on coverage. Yeah. yeah. But, I, I think the ideal, you know, with Britt is obviously, you know, hopefully he sees some development. He gets better in coverage, like you said. Um, and then, you know, just continue to improve and, and be that – run stuffing type of linebacker that can also blitz and then also, you know, be a, a really special teams captain in the, in the future. Obviously I, I feel like this move is hopefully best scenario. He replaces Kevin mentor 
mm-hmm. and he becomes that you know that backup to Le- Levante and um, uh, Devin White. Man, a few words too. I saw his uh his press conference right after getting picked. He was just mm-hmm. straightforward. I'm eager to play. I'm, I'm good to go. All business, right? He's like, I'm. He said like he lets his play do his talking. He doesn't talk. He doesn't want to talk. Which is cool though. It's kind of deep if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so KJ Britt, I think that's a good point. He takes over for Kevin Minter if if he is that to that stature already, right? Right. Because that experience and being in this defense for that many years, that's gonna that's gonna hold him up high. And KJ Britt's gonna have to really show something to kind of push him out of his spot. Mm-hmm. But I uh, keep going down the line. Next pit, seventh round, Chris Wilcox. Again, I think it's another area where we're going to be looking at special teams help, right? Yeah, for sure. And this is like the type of corner that they, you know, they like his profile. Again, he's got size. He's 6'2", almost 200 pounds and, you know, fast. He's got a 4'3 speed. So feel like this is kind of like the Ryan Smith replacement. You know, hopefully he can come in here and really be that gunner that they're looking for, that special teams ace again. Um, he's going to have competition with Herb Miller, who's on the on the team as well. So they're kind of fighting it out for that fifth spot at corner. Um, doesn't I mean didn't play a lot over the last couple of years. I'm not sure if that's whether to injury or or what have you. When he was in there, it looks like his best season was 2017, as far as um, playing more, and he had a pretty decent season. Um, you know, five pass defense. So as far as his ability at corner, I'm not real sure how good he yeah. is. That's something we have to dive into, but. Obviously, special teams is where he lives at, and he's for what he talks about. He's a very sure tackler, and that's important. Yeah, so that's one thing they're like, "Oh yeah, you didn't miss one tackle last year, right?" I, it's like, did he play much last year? That's my question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says he's been played in seven games, but I'm just wondering how much was he really the starting outside guy? I don't really know 100 if he did or didn't. That's something we're gonna have to go back and watch the tape, right? I mean, seventh round guys, that's where you're kind of like. Was scrambling B- up tape. Was BYU season shortened because of COVID or no? <clears throat> I feel like Zach Wilson played more games than yeah. seven. Yeah, I'm, I think he did. So I, I don't. I don't know on that. But I think literally those stats. A good tackler can run like hell. I guess perfect for a gunner, and it's literally where he's going to get his spot to make this team. If he can't, we'll find someone who will. And then a seventh round pick is expensive. Spendable. You don't really need to be like, oh, this guy needs to make a team. If he shows off on, on Gunner, again, special teams, we're going to be watching a lot in preseason. Mm-hmm. That's to make or break if you're going to make this team. Otherwise, everywhere else is kind of like set in stone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, really, I, I don't know much on him. I We're going to do more our film studies if there's a tape on him, hopefully. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep looking into it. That's what we do here, right? <laughs> That's why you follow us over here. Well, again, the last pick, Mr. Grant Stewart. I loved this. Like, his interview was amazing. Flat out amazing. 5'11 and a half, short, stocky dude, 230. Short old arms. Look at that, 29 and a half. Big old hands. But he is aggressive. Yeah. Downhill dude. Give me a little bit more on him. Yeah, very aggressive. I mean, I haven't dived into him yet, but I'm excited to watch his tape. Uh, he is, yeah, just a ball of energy. Uh, you know, he's got that big hair. That's just flowing around. So it's kind of like, yeah. So it's kind of like a um, almost Troy, Troy Polamalu esque. Not saying he's going to be as good as him, but it's like he just plays with that. He's always going. So nonstop motor, always attacking downhill. 
Um, again, his his job's going to be special teams too. So really, it's going to come down to like him and KJ Britt, I think, as far as special teams. Yeah, don't smell a rat. <laughs> Doesn't smell a rat. Losing coverage, focus on play action. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> but I, I feel like he'll be a fan favorite for sure, especially in preseason. He's going to come up with some big hits, and he'll be a, a guy that can make plays all over the field. Here's here's the stats for those wondering. I mean, he racked up pretty, tackles, tackles yeah. by line. Pretty good numbers for the, his career. Four passes defense. I mean, he's like you said. From what you can see in his highlights, we'll break down. Yeah, we're not expecting him to be on the field. He's behind Devin White and Devonte David, Kevin Minter, and KJ Britt at this moment. Right. I mean, he's, you see where he played. I mean, he just he played defensive back, and then he was at safety. Yeah, yeah. and then linebackers. So he's got some versatility there. Maybe he could be like a you know money backer you know, type of player where he plays that hybrid safety role. So you just never know. I mean, he's got motor that just always going, always nonstop. Absolutely. And I got to, I got to bring this on over. Jeff Goodrich, favorite Bucks guy streaming. I got to get out of here. Dang it. Can't wait for the season boys. Catch you guys later. Mark, give Braden a high five for me. Absolutely. I will. Yeah. <laughs> he's enjoying the ride too. Go that way. He's, he, he's already born into Bucks uh, family, he can't can't get away. It's it's mm-hmm. Bucks or nothing with him, right? Uh, but thank you very much, Jeff, and I will give him a high five. Yeah, uh, but yeah, absolutely. But more on on Grant. If y'all haven't seen his interview after being selected, go watch it. His his life, his journey through the ups and downs, trials and tribulations of his life, and things he's gone through. Uh, he, he knows to the the month and I believe the day when he found Jesus himself and like literally committed his whole life to the, to Jesus and literally it sounds like his head is on straight and he knows what he's going after. And it's just some of the funny things like of uh, Jason light, long hair, don't care. It plays literally with a fire in him. that doesn't stop. Like, yeah, it's a guy you're going to fall in love with guys. The, the second I heard his whole entire thing, well-spoken too. Mm-hmm. It, very down to earth. You're going to root for him. It's almost like a cross from back in the day. Uh, tight end fullback. Oh, yeah. Alan yeah, Cross. Yeah. Alan yeah. Cross. I, I root for him every year. Yeah, and it wouldn't surprise me if if Grant plays fullback. Like, yeah. it, the guy's going to do everything he can to make the team. So, he's going to be just one of those glue players. I think that's how he makes the roster. Um, so, definitely need, you know, special teams guys like that that are – just consistent they're going to come out and make big hits and make big plays and that could be uh that could be grant for sure yeah so this is it mark douglas he has a motor he's quick and can hit mm-hmm. where, where does that sound like it's going to benefit at special teams man special teams. yeah that's where he's gonna make his bread and butter um was it jason light that said he reminds him of uh izzo from the patriots I, yeah, I believe so yes what? that's high praise right yeah. But that's a, literally a lifer special teams guy. And the Patriots are the ones that were known for doing that. Who's the other wide receiver that always stockier wide receiver always made it on their roster? Uh, Slater, I believe. Slater, yeah. Yeah. Another badass. I think he's still, on the, he's still on the team, I think. Seriously? I think. <laughs> that dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, playing forever. And you touched on it too. He's played DB, safety, linebacker. He, oh, yeah, Larry Izzo. Mm-hmm. Annie in the clutch. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the Duke will play wherever to make a team. It's all he cares about is drive to literally play the game. And 
He knows what he has to do. He'll learn it, get it, and get after it. But uh, that's the Buccaneers draft. So, guys that were wondering what our grade is, plus I'm going to give it to you first. You have the floor. What do you give <laughs> yeah, us a grade? I, yeah, I'll give it a, a solid, you know, a solid B. I think it was a, a very good, you know, just a, a good draft to build, not only add more depth to your team, but you have the potential to add some very serious players that are going to have impact for years to come. So I feel like it was a good draft for building the future, keeping your eyes on, you know, two to three years of what these guys can become instead of what they are right now. So it's, it's a draft that is going to be very important on the coaching staff to really develop these guys and make sure they reach their maximum potential. And you can say that with every draft for sure, but I just feel like this was a draft where you could take some risk and take some chances on guys that you feel like, okay, in two to three years, they're going to be very solid football players that could be potential stars for your team. And, and that's how you have to, that's how you build a football team in, in the draft. You got to do it that way. Yeah, I, I agree with that pick. I mean, I'm going to say at first, because really you're not getting many starters, I'm going to give it a C. And this is the reason why it's average because nothing in this draft class jumps out at you besides, yeah, Drew Tryon. <clears throat> that's a kind of, kind of a good thing. And he probably won't even get that many numbers just because of who he's playing behind. Mm-hmm. He's based off of repetition, being not being able to get as many reps as the other guys. And I'm saying that not because I didn't like the draft class. I really do like it. And it, it's because it's looking for the future. In two or three years, this, this draft class may be a B plus A. Right. You think about it. I mean, you, you just you took an eventual starter, potential really good edge rusher to try on. Mm-hmm. You took a potential starter, a quarterback who could be leading your team into the future. You took a guard that could potentially take over if we lose Kappa and free agency. Mm-hmm. Or hell, he can be that. He could. He's probably the only true starter <laughs> because he's going to be that sixth uh, pull tackle mm-hmm. in this group if he does win that spot. Right. And then Darden potentially a special teams ace, and even these other guys like KJ Britt. What if he does become that Kevin Mitchell you're mentioning? Mm-hmm. So I like a lot of the, the potential there is, but for these people that want an immediate oh, I want this now, you're not going to have it. Yeah. It's the future. For right now, it's a seed to me because, yeah, it, it was good finding spots. Mm-hmm. But I see some of these other teams that drafted, like the Lions and, and the Panthers, I'm like, damn, those are home runs. That those are, But that's the thing. They had so many holes. Yeah. These guys are going to play. Even the Colts. Colts drafted phenomenal. That defensive line now is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So they had holes. We don't have many holes. No, you look at the roster. I mean, going into this draft, you, you knew who your top – 30 to 40 players are like whoever's, you know, the top 40 guys who are going to play or really the top 46. I mean, you have the top 46 set and that's your game day roster right there. So, I mean, there wasn't much to, you know, go after. Obviously they went with guys that they feel have the upside to be really good in a couple of years. And they're really putting a lot of, you know, a lot of things on their coaching staff. So now it's about developing these guys and, it starts with the Kyle Trask, you know, really, I feel like Kyle Trask, he'll, he'll make this draft going from, you know, maybe a B to an A because really he is, he's the key component. And, you know, obviously, you know, you look at Joe Tryon too. I mean, you want to have him really take that next step and be there with Shaq Barrett as he plays out his, you know, five-year deal. So, you know, I think it's, it's got a lot of potential for some, some cornerstones for your franchise, but we just got to wait and see. And, 
see how these guys turn out in the league. I mean, so I say all this is based off potential. Yes. I mean, all, every draft is, I mean, none of these guys are finished products, but looking at it, you just can't say any of these guys will be flat out. We need them. None of them are truly do need. They're all luxuries. Mm-hmm. And if, if you would have taken a guy like a lot of people want to tell her Shelvin, Okay, well, where, where's he going to play? Is he, he behind a nacho, so fourth defensive tackle? So I, I wanted Bobby Brown. We, we kind of said that before they took uh, what Darden, right? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that's where the head scratch really. Why? We, we do need youth for defensive tackle, too, because Sue's going. So mm-hmm. I can see that the riff and, like, why the hell do we do that? Yeah, yeah I can, but – Potentially starter special teams. We weren't going to have a potentially starter offensive tackle at all. It would have been probably the fourth or fifth. Because mm-hmm. you sign back McClendon, you have right. Nacho, you have Sue, you have Vita Vita. Where are they going to find the time? Yeah. And maybe they, they still like Khalil Davis. So Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Patrick O'Connor as well, who's a key guy, you know, in special teams. So there's going to be some battles there. And again, we're going to see some cuts that didn't expect and, it's going to happen, you know, so hopefully some of these guys that we did draft, they, they beat these guys out and take some roster spots, but yeah, it's a loaded roster to begin with. So it's a great problem to have. And, you know, the bucks are in a great situation and now it's, it's on to get ready for this season and, and go, go for two, get it done. That's the biggest goal. Go for two again. Those are the biggest, that's the ultimate goal of every year starting off. And we know we can do it. Running it back is even harder. I'm, I honestly think because the story came out about Brady and uh, I think who was it that asked him? Was it Shannon Sharp? He was like, would you give away two Super Bowls for that undefeated season in Super Bowl? He goes, hell yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. I'm just, just saying, could you possibly think? I've been touching on it multiple times throughout the offseason. Mm-hmm. Brady literally is proving all the doubters, wants to make everything different of his own, making his mark. I can see him saying, no, we ain't losing one damn game, guys. <laughs> We better not lose one damn game because if I'm carrying you and this defense is as good as it should be, you should be able to do it all the way. Right. And I think it, I'm starting it now. It is possible. Even though it is that damn hard of a season, it is very much possible considering how good the offense has the potential to be and the defense is only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but So I kind of asked, bring some more questions before we head on out. Uh, Smitty55, Dirk said, Hey, guys, I'm really excited about Darian. Watch some highlights of him. The guy's lightning a bottle. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Touche. Yep. Uh, Ty T agreed with me with a C because he disliked the Trask pick, but I like the Darden Tryon and Hainsey pick. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, Trask is, you don't know. You don't know what it is. Yeah, you can't run. You know, you can't do that, but let's see. Let's see after grooming. Hell, he's learning from the best. Let's see what he can become. Arizona, do they consider AB as a returner? Okay. Uh, nah, I, don't, I don't think so. I agree. Considering where he is in his career and you just drafted one that can eventually take over. I think that's, that's more of the thing. Yeah. Which division rival had the best draft? Oh, that's good. Uh, it's not the saints. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, we mentioned it. I, I think the Panthers, you know, just the, the overall draft they had was really good to be able to get, you know, they got Deontay Brown very late, got Davion Nixon, um, you know, Joe, um, not Joe, but J.C. Horn, you know, Joe Horn's son. Yeah. I, I thought that was a really good pick. That was kind of surprising, but I think it was a good it was a good selection because they need corner. 
Um, but yeah, just look at their overall draft. I thought it was really good. You said Davion Nixon, right? Yeah. Oh, but I mean, just the whole entire defensive line that they took JC Horn, Terrence Marshall, wide receiver to help mm-hmm. out uh, Darnold. Right. Let's see. Chuba Hubbard, they got too. If it was last year, he probably would have been a first, second round pick. Yeah. They got him in what, the fourth round? Davion Nixon late. Deontay Brown, Brown, you mentioned him, the massive guard. I mean, they did. And I, even their last pick, Phil Hoskins, I saw a tape on him, the Kentucky guy, massive dude. So they're building that defense the way he wants it built. And J.C. Horn literally was the best corner in the draft. I said it in our live stream. I, I said he was going to get picked over Sertain. Right. I was correct. Just the, the wrong place. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you see Wilcox seeing some action on defense this year? Uh, no. He better not. I'll tell you that. I think so. Against special, special teams, that's where he's yeah. going to be the ace. I don't think he he needs to learn the position a little bit more Yeah, and just master special teams. Uh, let's see. Whoever drafted a, a quicker player than Darden, I don't know. Uh, I mean, they did. They drafted uh, Dexter Jackson, the receiver, and he was supposed to be fast, but he wasn't quick. <laughs> he, he was quick out of the league. I mean, unfortunately, but yeah, that that would probably yeah, be blooded. That would probably be the fastest. I mean, Jacquez Green, Rydell Anthony, those guys were fast, you know. But Darden, I don't think they really ever had really a shifty guy like this. Um, maybe outside of like work done, you know, work done with shifty. Yeah, shifty, but Darden's special. I mean, you're gonna see mm-hmm. some short area quickness that way. Uh, so a couple more, two more questions, then we'll we'll head it on out. So this is a really good question, Dan Danello. Do you think BA learned from last year and will continue to let Byron and Tom run the offense? Yeah, I got to think so. You know, they had so much success after the bye week. Got to feel like they're gonna amp that up and continue to use the middle of the field tight ends, et cetera, play action pass. Yeah, it's got to it's got to be there. I'm hoping. Yeah. That's the thing. So, like, after the bye week, everything changed. But I, I honestly don't think it was B.A.'s thing. I think because he literally turned over the wheel to Byron. Yes, they make the game plan together, but Byron's the one calling the plays. Yeah. So, did Byron and Tom come together and say, no, we need more play action. We meet more motions on the offense. Because once that happened, this offense, night and day different. I hope that continues. Yes. I hope Byron doesn't take over and say, no, well, let's go back to what – Square one. Maybe it'll work this time since you just needed more time in the offense. It's going to work like mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly. Don't worry. No, I, I hope they continue what worked. It's going to continue to work because you can't cover all these guys. You just can't. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hope they did learn. I'll say that. Let's, and get then that. Just, let's, let's get that last question in there from G Vegas. I think that's a good one. This one? Yeah. Who from our last year's draft class can take that Scotty Miller leap? Mm-hmm. Who do you think it'll be? From last year's draft class. Damn. I mean, I got the one that it hopefully it should be. I mean, it'd be best case scenario for the Bucks if he does. And that's Keyshawn Vaughn running back. I that that would make the most like Rojo leap, Scotty Miller leap, but I think mm. I don't know if he's even gonna have the playing time. Yeah, that's the thing. I just think if he took that step and really made his way into like playing time, that'd be ideal for us as far as a contract standpoint going forward. If he can show that he can be that dude. I hope you're right about that. I mean, because I don't think 
Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield Jr. could make any jump at all right. better. I mean, they can get better, yes. Yeah. But that much of a leap? I don't know. I mean, maybe Winfield turns into a damn league MVP mm-hmm. somehow because our pass rush is so crazy and he gets eight picks this year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Mark, yeah. Tyler Johnson. Yeah. Okay, but that's again, like it playing time. How, how do you find the playing time to do it? That's why I, I was thinking Vaughn, but like, no. <laughs> don't see it. Same with Tyler Johnson playing time. You got Antonio Brown in front of you, Scotty Miller in front of you. It's hard. I mean, hell, if I would say anyone, I I would say Antoine Winfield. He gets even more interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. Is what do you have on the season? One or two? He didn't have many, but he just we knew he made a big influence, but he didn't get many hands on, on balls, and they get two interceptions, right? If that. Yeah, yeah. No, he was definitely involved. I mean. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to see those guys get any better. I mean, they were so elite last year, but yeah, you never know. I mean, again, if you want to go further down the road, Khalil Davis, if he could take a step in that yeah. defensive line, that would be nice. He showed some flashes. Uh, so, actually, you know yeah. what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my answer, Antoine Winfield. Because I mean, yeah. look at the numbers he had here. Right. He had one, oh, great one plus. <laughs> he had one interception, 94 tackles. I can honestly see that jump up to like. Five to six minimum. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because his processing is going to be faster. He's just going to play faster. That's going to be a monster of a season if he has that. Mm-hmm. One of them for a touchdown. Right. Fumble recoveries, forced fumbles. I can see this number jumping up big time and this going to like five. Yeah. Exactly. I can see literally something that's insane. Mm-hmm. I don't even expect. We're like, oh, he already had a great season. Mm-hmm. We don't, I don't think you've really realized how good this guy can be. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let me circle this. Mm-hmm. Five, nine. Darden's too short. It's five, eight. <laughs> not going to make it. Mantua Winfield ain't going to make it. Five, nine. Not right. going to make it. Right. Hey, I, I'm going to stick with that. Mm-hmm. Scotty Miller jump because he could explode even more considering. I think I think it's it's possible. Very much possible. Yeah. No, I agree with that. All righty. Well, all right. guys, this has been fun. It was a good live stream. Again, appreciate all the people that joined us tonight. Uh, so that's awesome. Hey, if you don't mind, on your way out, give us a like button. We really appreciate that. It helps support the channel. Um, so we got we got more content coming out. Mark is uh, five five ten five eleven five five eleven on a good day. Yeah, I'm five eleven. <laughs> I'm five eleven. So um, I'm yeah. not six six, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jay's a, Jay's a tall dude, man. He's he's six seven. I see him in those pictures with Ali Marpet and Donovan Smith. I'm like, man, he's really? taller. Than- Wait, six nine. Wait, wait. How tall are you, Jay? I think you told me one. He, he, he told me six seven. So seven. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he's he's right up there with Demar Dotson at six nine. So um, but again, thank you all for uh yeah, <laughs> thank you for for joining us. And uh yeah, we have more content coming out later this week. So be sure to stay tuned for those film studies. We're excited to get them out there and and then we got more content as we progress through the offseason. So very excited and can't wait to show you all. Um, but it, until then, until the next live stream, we will see you then and go Bucks. Go Bucks.